Hi, it's Lisa Morton here. Thanks for downloading this episode. Before we start, since we actually recorded this special episode just before Christmas, we've since learned of the devastating loss of a wonderful Mancunian, Kate Vokes, and her son, Archie, in an avalanche while skiing in France with her family. Kate was chair of the Oglesby Charitable Trust, a director of the family-owned property company, Bruntwood, with her brother, Chris Oglesby. She was deputy chair of the Royal Exchange Theatre and a trustee of charities Shared Health and Focus Care. She was somebody who most definitely helped to build the city. She was a huge champion of Greater Manchester and she used a platform and a passion and her energy to champion many social and cultural causes here. If you knew her, you'll know that she lit up every room she walked into and you could see a smile from miles off and as soon as you bumped into her in town. Our hearts go out to Kate and Archie's family and friends. They will be missed dreadfully. We're finding our feet again as a city and I think the end of last year was very much like, wow, we're really establishing ourselves in a big way, internationally. It feels like everything was tipped on its head and now it's like time to really flourish again. Hi, I'm Lisa Morton and this is We Built This City, the podcast that's all about those people in Greater Manchester who build relationships, purpose and legacy. I'm in the process of talking to 100 Mancunians that have been and are the building blocks of this fantastic city region that we call home. It's amazing what you learn from asking a few questions. And at the start of a new year, it's time to both reflect and look forward. In every good relationship, it's always worth checking back. So I've gathered for you some of our previous Manks to talk about their insights for 2023 and about what's going to have the biggest impact on life in Manchester in 2024. Who's going to be running the city? What are the events that you'll be looking forward to? And how is Manchester skyline going to change? You're going to hear about all this and more in this episode. Let's kick off with broadcaster Anna Jameson, who presents BBC Radio Manchester's breakfast show. I asked her all about her Mancunian highlights from last year. I feel like we are leading the way when it comes to culture in particular. I think the opening of Aviva Studios was a fantastic moment. Obviously, we had the Chanel fashion show. I mean, to see the images and the video content of those supermodels parading through Thomas Street in the northern quarter with that canopy over, which I love, is now being called the Chanel Tunnel in Manchester, was an absolute highlight in the rain, may I add, which made it even better. It was interesting as well seeing the political conference of the Conservative Party come to Manchester as well. Again, we've been at the forefront of the political conversation, whether that's the transport links or lack of them or whatever. I just feel like Manchester now is growing and growing and growing. I feel like the housing prices are just rising here, developments are coming here when the rest of the country is slowing down. So I do think that the world is now looking to Manchester to lead the way as opposed to London. And that is so exciting. Looking ahead to this year now, what are you excited about? 
I think that music is going to be a big one, particularly with the opening of Co-op Live. I think that's going to be really exciting. Not only that, we're seeing other venues across Greater Manchester really making a name for themselves. I mean, look at Robin Park Arena in Wigan, for instance. They've got a whole range of events, including Richard Ashcroft doing a homecoming gig there in July, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds in that in that series as well, the Lathams. And then in Withenshaw, we've got a massive bank holiday weekend in August. Blossoms are headlining on the Saturday and then the following Sunday, New Order are going to be there as well. So it is going to be mega. I think that women's football as well is going to be another big one for Manchester. We've seen Mary Earps win Sports Personality of the Year Award. And I do think that they're looking to Manchester United and City to grow women's football. And we're seeing crowds and season tickets, you know, bums on seats come to those games, grow more and more and more. It's going to be interesting to see how Greater Manchester deals with the rising rough sleeping. It's been very good to see the Greater Manchester's Mayor's Bed Every Night scheme come into fruition. However, the rising cost of living, inflation, house prices, rent demand, the rising rough sleeping is now is now starting to make homelessness go in the other direction. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on how they tackle that. And then, of course, this year we have a general election as well. We don't know when it's going to be. Uh, there's a lot of pressure set in central government, but in 2019 we had a lot of red wall seats turn blue for the first time. So it'll be interesting to see which way they vote, when it'll take place, and where they'll be targeting as well in Greater Manchester and where, the, and where the mood of the nation has changed since everything that's happened over this crazy five years. Pondering that point about the the blue seats, given the fact the way that the Conservatives left Manchester last year after the, after the uh, conference, do you remember the piece where one of the Cons- Conservative Party delegates had had a weed in an outside plant put outside the Midland? Andy Burnham said that was a better for what they'd actually done to Manchester itself. So it remains to be seen how that's going to play out. And then also, obviously, isn't Andy Burnham is going to have his campaign trail for his new mayoral term? Yeah, and we know, and we know the Tory candidate, don't we? Nick Buckley, who, who's going to be standing as mayor. So we've got the Greater Manchester mayoral elections as well this year. So can Burnham hold on to a third term? There's a lot of criticism in the way that crime has been handled in previous years. You know, has he made enough turns in that to continue holding that seat? Has he has he overcome those issues? But you know, Andy Burnham has been very very vocal in campaigning for Greater Manchester, particularly, and that was highlighted again during the COVID inquiry at the end of last year. That he, again, he was flying the flag, saying that Greater Manchester was put into well, tried to be made to be punished, really, for how it reacted to the tier restrictions. So you can't deny that Andy Burnham really does speak up for Greater Manchester. So is that going to be enough to win voters over again? It'll be really, be really, really interesting. Yeah, that was a, a really powerful um, speech, wasn't it? That it kind of took us right back to those moments on the steps in COVID um, outside the library. 
And so just about you personally, you know, I mean, I'm not a really big believer in resolutions and stuff, but I definitely think it's a good time kind of to set intentions. So what about for you? Where are you? Where's your heart at in 2024? When you, when you present the breakfast show, you can feel like you're on a hamster wheel. So for me, I am going to try, <laughs> and I'm saying this on record now, so I have to do it. I am going to try and get a bit of a, of a work-life balance. Maybe have a holiday this year. That'd be good. I've got to say that Anna really is one of the biggest grafters I know. No matter how tired she's feeling, she really does welcome the whole of Greater Manchester to the day. So thank you, Anna, for making us feel like it's going to be a great day every morning. So Anna mentioned Manchester's growth. You're now going to hear from one of the biggest names in real estate in Manchester. Will Lewis is the co-founder of OBI Property, a company that ripped up the rule book and disrupted the property industry. What's 2023 been like for him? We saw values drop quite dramatically throughout the course of 2023. Gaining finance, if you were a developer, became harder. Or even if you were a business, raising investment into your business became more challenging. So everyone found it just a harder year, whether that was acquiring the right office or the right size of space or undertaking the right fit out. It was a year where you had to be absolutely spot on with with advice. Manchester did really well, to be honest. We saw rents increase and that was due to tenants cherry picking the premium space available. So we did a lot of business in sort of the new build, super prime areas on the leasing side of things. So rents went up and new build offices, either recently completed or under construction, had a very good year. And which sectors have been the most active in 2023 from your perspective? So the market's been heavily influenced by technology, media, digital businesses over the last five, six, seven years. Last year and the year before, actually, we we saw that technology businesses have struggled to access finance as easily and they've not taken as much office space but the city's still done around a million square feet um, and we've seen other sectors so lots of lawyers took space we've seen back the banking sector come back in manchester really strongly and also the education sector be active in the city center and taking sort of new offices for university purposes so when some sectors have dropped off a bit others have stepped up which having that robustness in the city and that diversity of interest makes it a sort of a safe haven for investment. We've seen it in terms of the investment side. The institutions have turned the tap off, but there's been a lot of overseas and family office money that have invested in stock in the city centre. So from an occupational and an investment perspective, when one source of demand drops off, the city always attracts different demand. And I think that's a key investment principle for the city. You're saying that Manchester is still seen as a really attractive proposition for inward investment into the city from outside. Yeah, we're still seeing that. So it's not just people shuffling around the city. The city is attracting fresh blood, new businesses. And um, obviously, you know, looking back a few years now, a very different picture and Manchester has like galloped on, hasn't it? Greater Manchester and Manchester City Centre since COVID. Are you seeing a return to work now, we're seeing less of the hybrid work. Is that impacting, the, say, the commercial space? The work from home, it has had an impact on the market. The businesses that are setting the new headline rents are right-sizing, as they call it, but it's basically a downsize of sort of 40 50%, and it's usually from the professional services firms. So they're taking less space 
but they're taking better space to, to attract people back. We have seen a number of clients recently that moved since COVID need more space. They've got it wrong. So they have returned to the office more aggressively than they thought. And I think 2023, with the challenging economic climate, it was a year where things sort of rebalanced themselves from an employer-employee relationship. And I think for the first time in a long time, employers are now a bit more comfortable as the job market's got a bit more challenging. I think people are valuing their jobs more. And we're seeing employers and CEOs take a firmer stance about setting their working policies as opposed to letting the employees dictating how they want to work to the business owners. So we are seeing that and we think that's a trend that will continue. And we've spoken, haven't we, also about there being a need to create more opportunities for young people of Greater Manchester who we don't necessarily see in those professional services, financial services, real estate, working environment. So what are your views on that and what do we need to do more of in 2024, would you say? Apprenticeships are brilliant. We really support them. We have three here and they're all totally committed. And I don't think that whether it's property or, or the wider professional services community, I don't think that they understand just how good the apprenticeship route is and how much value apprentices can add to a business. That story needs to be told, particularly to SMEs that can really benefit from it. I completely agree. Looking forward to doing some work on that with you as well this year. And what about 2024 for you, Will? So 2023, lots of people stopped investing, whether it be in their teams or in their businesses. We're trying to resource up, but resource up from a research perspective so we can back up our advice with hard stats. So we, we've divided the city into small quarters and everything, whether it's investment deal, a letting, a refurb. And I think it just improves the, the quality of advice that we, that we provide. And then we've literally just finished the new office, which we're really, really happy with. They've done a, the design team, the workplace team have done a fantastic job. And the new office is, um, is literally completed, I think, earlier this week. And you have to come and see it soon. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's really interesting to hear from Will about how OBI has met the challenges of a tough year by developing their expertise. And talking about development in 2024, that's also a key issue for the Chief Executive of Manchester City Council, Joanne Roney, OBE and CBE. And a special congratulations to Joanne, who was awarded the Commander of the British Empire in the New Year Honours List. We've just launched some exciting new strategic regeneration frameworks for key parts of the, the sort of the new neighbourhoods that we'll be developing in the city. So Strange Ways, Holt Town, Withenshaw. We'll have a lot more to say about this uh, at MIPIM. Looking forward to the revamp of Piccadilly Gardens. So I'm sure that will be one that everybody will have a view about as we move into 2024. Uh, housing growth continues. About over 3,000 homes plan to be delivered. We've got a lot of affordable housing coming. I think on the back of, I've mentioned the devolution deal, we'll be looking to see the innovation zones start to be developed from the funding that we've received, particularly around Oxford Road Corridor and strengthening the extent of collaboration between universities and businesses. And as I say, moving forward on innovation, I'm really looking forward to Co-op Live opening the new arena. We've had the announcement of ENO coming to the city, so there'll be 
even more to come on culture and we will be well we're on with consulting now about the refresh culture strategy and i think the culture strategy linked across to our new economic growth strategy that's going to be fantastic i lead on skills for greater manchester so again through the devolution deal looking forward to see us deepening those pathways for people to take opportunities for the jobs that are being created here in the city and I suppose being honest we've got the challenges to 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 address as well haven't we so we look at transport and infrastructure challenges particularly around the city centre and the, the you know the announcements on HS2 we've got to come up with a plan around that we've got to so I think quite a lot of focus around infrastructure transport and connectivity and I guess we start the new year reminding ourselves that a number of families in this city are having a tough time and there's challenges there. And we've still got far too many children in this city living in poverty. So whilst I can talk about all of the exciting things that we've got and all the plans and the processes that are in train to be delivered, the number one mission is to make sure that everybody in Manchester benefits from those opportunities. So I think I come back with a renewed vigour to say, okay, let's let's really put our shoulders to the wheel here and remind ourselves that we actually have to make a difference to the people who live here. And that's what we're all about. Joanne, what are the lessons that you've taken from 2023 that are motivating you in 2024? I think it is that, that absolutely determined effort to hold ourselves to account on whether we're making a difference, whether the young people in Manchester are have clear pathways into the opportunities that exist, whether we've got neighbourhoods that are being regenerated in a way that the people who live there feel the benefits, that they're cleaner, they're safer, with opportunities, with affordable housing. And I think it's also taught me that in refreshing our strategies, which it's absolutely right to do, let us continue to make sure that those strategies resonate for the future of Manchester and where we want to go, that they're ambitious. We never lose our ambition. We never stop to think, oh, it's all very difficult. Well, it is difficult and there are challenges, but that doesn't stifle our ambition and our determination to deliver. Great to get a little sneak peek from Joanne of what will be happening at the Real Estate Exhibition MIPIM in Cannes in March. And of course, some movement with Piccadilly Gardens too. There's a lot to celebrate, like, for example, the English National Opera moving to Greater Manchester, as Joanne mentioned. It's always good to celebrate successes like that, but be clear-eyed about the challenges too, as Joanne identifies there. One sector that has had its fair number of challenges is hospitality, such an important industry for the city region. Karina Jadav is well known for bringing two completely new concepts to Manchester with neighbourhood and menagerie past few years have been tough. So how is Karina feeling at the start of 2024? I feel as though we're coming out of something. Even though we came out of, you know, so much in 2021, I still feel like we're finding our feet again as a city. And I think the end of last year was very much like, wow, we're really establishing ourselves in a big way internationally. And I just think that that's just continuing through this year. And I really feel that just even with the inquiries that we're getting in and the way that things are varied and I feel more creative in coming into this year than I did in 2023 and I can't 100% put my finger on what it is other than 
it's just progress from what was a very difficult time to, you know, it feels like everything was tits on its head and now we kind of poured our way through it. And now it's like time to really flourish again. That's how it feels to me and be super creative. Almost like there's so much competition in my industry that it's a good thing. It makes you work in a different way and think outside of the box more and not, you can't rest on your laurels at all. I enjoy that creativity. That's like that side of my brain. I love it. So yeah, I'm just excited. I actually am really excited. And I know that everyone can just say, you can just say that, but that's how I felt when I was starting to put together like Kickstart 2024. I just felt like, yes, we're just making progress. Well, it's great to see because out of every every sector, I mean, I think your sector was has been so hard hit and it had to reinvent itself so many times since those early days of COVID. And um, what would success look like you for you and for Greater Manchester in 12 months time? For me, the success, I just like focus on the small wins. So we're not on a building site for the most part. And so that's like let natural light in and that just feels like a huge lift. And I can't emphasize what difference that makes to us within the venue. And then obviously it opens us up to the world again a little bit more. So, you know, success to us looks like these small wins and, and actually being really grateful for these like incremental moments. So, you know, just a happy team and having work-life balance and continuing that and just enjoying what we do. I said to somebody today on the phone, she said, you know, I've been doing this job for 19 years and I, I really love it. And I was like, you are very privileged then if you're saying that because not everybody gets to really enjoy what they do. And I find it hard sometimes it is not all rosy. As you know, I always tell you, I tell you what's going on, but I do enjoy my job and I enjoy making people happy. So I guess let's see, seeing more people come into the venue and just that energy that we have when there's people in there enjoying themselves and celebrating. And I think for the city, I started off talking about building work, but I guess for the city, it looks like the city just reopening a little bit. It felt at the end of 2023, like it was really difficult to navigate and it was a there's a lot of work going on and I think there will be more work going on that's progress but just for it to like feel a bit more open again which I think we saw in December when people suddenly filled the streets more than we'd seen in the previous few months and just continuing with the spirit because I think one thing at the end of last year that I noticed that I hadn't really tapped into for a while was how many people there are within that Manchester network business network and community who actually are there and do have their arms open if you need them. So I'd like to see more of that. And you're doing exactly that, Karina. You've got your own arms open too. You mentioned Kickstart 2024, which is about helping other brands, businesses and individuals this year. Can you tell me more about that? To grow, you have to reach out and ask for help and you have to open up and be a bit vulnerable to a certain extent. And so I really try to keep that flowing which has also led me into what we're doing this year with our let's kickstart 2024 because it's pushing me as people are saying you're doing such a great thing it's so kind it's so generous because we're doing 12 weeks that started on the first of jan to the end of march where we're saying every week we are going to work with a brand business somebody that needs some support and we'll offer, say, an event or an influencer dinner or support with brand strategy and development. But for me, what that means is that I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I'm spending time speaking to different people. I mean, when it first launched, we have had so many conversations 
with so many different types of people from so many different backgrounds and god it's like we all relate to each other we're all human beings and whatever business you're in you're all facing the same types of things and so I think the thing that we kept saying between myself and the team that were working on it was god it's really uplifting it's made us feel really good Karina's experience with Let's Kickstart 2024 really sums up the spirit of Manchester for me. She's building relationships, putting back into her community, and she's reaping the rewards from that, as well as helping other people. And that's what We Build the City is all about too. At the end of last year, the fabulous Isle of Manchester team asked me why I was proud to be a Mancunian. And when I reflected on it, for me, I really think that most people in Manchester put in more than they take out and they really care about leaving a legacy. So I think as long as we keep together and we keep that purpose in our heart, 2024 is going to be an absolute game changer again, this brilliant place we call home. I hope you have a great one. That's it for this episode of We Built This City and you'll hear from me again in a couple of weeks time when I'll be speaking to another greater Mancunian who puts in more than they get back. This podcast was produced by Purposeful Podcasts. If you want to build a community around your business or your brand, please do get in touch with our amazing team at purposefulpodcasts.com. If you'd like to find out more about how Roland Dransfield can help you drive your values and create relationships and build your business success, then head over to rdpr.co.uk. Or you can find us on Instagram at Roland Dransfield or x at rdprtweets. Or feel free to give us a call at the office on the same number we've had for 27 years on 0161 236 1122. In the meantime, if you're enjoying We Built the City, please don't forget to rate, review and follow. Thank you.